our eye has uh, these uh, different types of cone cells and these cells actually are responsible for absorbing light and then sending that information to the brain and the brain says this is blue this is green this is red and so on in the case of honeybees they have cone cells which can only tell whether light is violet or ultraviolet it is sensitive to that but it is not sensitive to uh, red at all therefore you show any colored object to a honeybee if it contains red that red will not be uh, seen by honeybee at all also it thinks it will be just invisible no the object would be visible but then the color information will be missing oh it will just be black yeah in fact i can tell you uh, a small activity to do after this session is over uh, you can go to a search engine and then type uh, flowers as seen by honeybees okay flowers as seen by honeybees and then you go to the images you'll find some fantastic pictures where the same flower as seen by human beings and as seen by honeybees are shown and they're so different they're so different and that is because the cone cells of honeybees are designed differently from uh, the cone cells of human beings Ooh, okay. that is interesting. You can try this. Yeah, I'll try it. Definitely, I will. I've heard black holes gobble up everything that's near it. How does it decide what is near it and what isn't? It doesn't decide like um, we decide, human beings. You ask me a question. Now I am right now deciding what should I answer. what are the things i should say what are the things i should not say and what things would be appropriate or something that a 8 year old child might be able to understand so i am making a decision right yeah. a black hole does not decide like that so a black hole is just a region it's a region in space and uh, it its main property is that it exerts gravitational influence on all objects and as you know when the the objects are very close this gravitational influence will be strong and they'll be slowly sucked up towards the black hole and as they come closer and closer they get sucked up faster and faster so there's nothing like a decision it is just uh, that the gravitational influence is very very strong oh yeah and also another time when i i was watching the videos it said that if your friend was to fall into a, a black hole all you would see him is you would just see him fall in slow motion freeze and then fade away yeah So what you say is absolutely right. I mean, he fades away because uh, when he enters uh, a certain, when he is at a certain distance, he or she is at a certain distance from the black hole. What we call the edge of the black hole, or the there's a scientific name you don't have to remember, but anyway, I will tell you. This is called the event horizon. Okay, you know, it is like having a fence around your property. You have a house. you want to say how what part of the 
land belongs to you and you put a fence there, don't you? Yeah. Or you build a compound or you have a compound. Similarly, a black hole also has a compound built uh, using gravity. And uh, anything that goes inside that compound will never ever come back. So it's a, it's like a one-way street. You can go into the black hole, but you cannot come out. So your uh, friend, I wish no friend of yours should face this problem, that somebody who stays near the black hole and he crosses that fence, then light from that place will not be reaching you, so you don't know what happened to him or her. So that is when you say that he has faded out. Uh, and and we don't even know what has happened to him. Okay? Okay. But before that, what you will observe, another description I will add to what you have beautifully put. He gets stretched up as he goes closer and closer to the black hole. And he becomes thin and thinner and thinner and longer and longer. And he becomes uh, something like the noodles that you are fond of. Okay? A thin... In fact, uh, astronomers have a beautiful name for this phenomenon. It's called spaghettification. Yeah, they even mentioned that. People or objects or anything that ventures very close to the black hole will be simply stretched thin and long like a spaghetti. So it's called spaghettification. So there's another effect that you will see. Yeah. And then mm. also it showed that he got stretched out so much his eyes and ears and everything fell apart and then they flew away. Long before that he would have ceased to exist. Long before that. Because these forces actually will be so harsh that heart stops beating long before he is stretched to that point. Uh-oh. That sounds terrible. Yeah. It is terrible. And also, when you enter a black hole and you go inside it, they show that there's this mm-hmm. teeny little hole and then you uh, and then you get squeezed into it. Well, we really exactly do not know what, what is inside that, um, uh, inside the black hole. Because all that we get information is from outside the black hole. You know, I told you about this event horizon. Yeah. Uh, you know the meaning of horizon, right? Horizon, uh, on, say on the Earth, it is the most distant point that you can see. Okay. And uh, anything below the horizon you cannot see, okay? So mm-hmm. when the sun sets, the sun is not actually setting. It has gone below the horizon from your place. So it looks like the sun has set. So horizon actually tells you how far you can see. Okay. In the same sense... Black hole also has a horizon. But the interesting thing is, beyond that horizon, you cannot see anything that happens in the black hole. You can see only things that are happening outside the horizon. Oh. Yeah. Not directly, at least. Okay. Hmm. What is at the center of our galaxy? What is at the center of... Our galaxy. So this is a difficult question again. For one thing, it's very hard for us to see the center of our galaxy by being inside the galaxy ourselves. Okay? 
what we have found out is the following. We have looked at the centers of different galaxies. That we can see because they are all uh, outside our galaxy, so we can observe them. Most of the galaxies that we have seen, they have a gigantic black hole sitting at the center. These are called supermassive black holes. There are two kinds of black holes actually, depending on how they are formed. One type of black holes, they come from the end stages of very, very massive stars. I told you about nebulae being blown away by them. And uh, yeah. if the star is massive enough, then the central part of the star can become a black hole. Okay? Okay. Now, those are called stellar black holes because they are formed from stars. Stellar means something related to a star. Stellar black holes. This we also have supermassive black holes, which are something like um, stellar black holes, black holes uh, which are formed out of uh, uh, the end stages of a star, typically have mass which are about 10 times the mass of the sun or 20 times the mass of the sun, you know, of that order. Okay? Oh, okay. Supermassive black holes, you simply cannot compare their masses. Supermassive black holes have something like mass equivalent of a million suns. Million times the mass of our sun. A million? Now a million is so huge it's even difficult to imagine how big it is. So most of the uh, most of the galaxies have these supermassive black holes at the center. By looking at these we can also come to a conclusion that perhaps our galaxy also has a black hole at the center. You know, it is like this. You, uh, suppose you go on a drive uh, the countryside, then on uh, on the one side of the highway, you find lush green field and you see lots of sheep grazing there. And you find that all the sheep are black in color there. They could be of any color. I'm just taking randomly some color. You find that all the sheep are of one color. What do you conclude from that? One way of concluding is that maybe in this particular uh, part of the countryside, all sheep are of the same color. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's perfect to come to that conclusion because I have not seen sheep of any other color. So I think that this particular village or uh, countryside has uh, just sheep made of one color. But who knows, if you probe more deeply, if you go around the countryside and uh, check all the sheep, you may find sheep of different colors. Now, in astronomy, what we do is, we can only say and conclude from what we observe. Since most of the galaxies that we have seen has uh, have a black hole, supermassive black hole sitting at the center, we say, why not our galaxy too? Okay? Now, we have to come up with some way of showing that our galaxy really has or does not have a supermassive black hole. To me, the galaxy looks like a big, big, ginormous lollipop. But it's like licking the lollipop and then, and then suddenly finding the center just sticks to your tongue and never comes off. <laughs> Which is practically a yeah. black hole. Yeah. 
supermassive one. Yeah, a supermassive core. Hmm. Now, friends, didn't you love the interview? I feel I've learned so much more. I will take my parents' help to listen to this episode again to gain more understanding. It fascinates me who paints the universe like that, but then he answered it. He cleared my doubt. Thank you so much for coming to my show, Doctor Madhusudan. You've awakened a different dimension of the universe for small minds like ours. Yeah, I should actually thank you for this, uh, for giving me this opportunity to uh, talk to you all, and I'll be more than more than happy to be clarifying your doubts or answering your questions. Should you have any, please feel free to get back to me at any point of time. I'll be there to. Uh, help you with answers if I know the answer to your question. Meanwhile, I wish you all of you all the best and uh, have a wonderful journey into the universe in the coming times. Thank you. Thank you. I really hope you, my listener friends, enjoyed this episode. Like Dr. Madhusudan suggested, please do not hesitate to get in touch if you have some more questions for him. He's kind enough to answer them for you. Also, I did search for the flowers as seen by honeybees and was truly fascinated with how honeybees see our world. I hope you look for it too. Hmm, what else coming up? Only two more days to go for our monthly competition submissions. I've already started receiving many inspiringly grown greens. Guess what? We have a lovely judge to make a decision for us. Her name is Millie. Do visit my Instagram page to see her. She lives in the UK and kindly agreed to be our judge, as she loves to encourage kids like us to grow our own food. Stay tuned to know more about her and the results this Sunday, thirtieth August. Until then, stay safe. Thanks a ton for listening. Bye.